are those strange humanoid forms depicted on ancient cave paintings? Are the star people simply adherents to a New Age belief? Or do we have real evidence that extraterrestrials have been involved with our earthly civilizations for thousands of years? Join us on Aliens Explored as we discuss the phenomena of the Sky People. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners here on Aliens Explored. I'm one of your hosts this week, Stu Jackson. And I'm your other host, Neil Kelly. And this week, uh, well, I wanted to try and get it related to Thanksgiving in some way. So now, obviously, you'll know from the accents, we're British. um, But a lot of our listeners, most of our listeners uh, are in America. uh, So we wanted to do something a bit special for Thanksgiving. So this week, uh, we're discussing... um, the star people or sky people legends of the Native Americans. Uh, so it might be a tenuous link, perhaps. I <laughs> yes, don't it is a, is a tenuous link. There's also um, the, the you know if you, if you look on Wikipedia, the star people, it comes up as a new age belief. Yes, yes, there is that element to it, um, but it comes from uh, the original star people or sky people uh, as worshipped by by the Native Americans not the um, not the association of sky people who are um, an association of aircraft cabin crew no Uh, no are they the ones in the Mile High Club that I've heard about um, I, I don't know if that's a way into membership but it's worth a try isn't it (laughs) (laughs) fantastic so um so specifically, it's, there's there's quite a lot. When I started digging away at the research, I'd heard this as part of um, Eric von Daniken's sort of ancient aliens theory, mm. uh, which for any of our listeners um, who are perhaps unfamiliar with it, Eric von Daniken is an author who purported this idea that uh, ancient civilizations like the Egyptians, the Sumerians... Um, were guided by extraterrestrials posing as deities, so like Ra, mm. the sun god, in in ancient Egyptian 
mythology um, was actually an alien and he taught the Egyptians a lot of technological things that have been lost to the ages. Um, that's just one example, but uh, it's what von Däniken is probably most famous for. Mm. I imagine that uh, even yourself, Neil, you you were familiar with von Däniken's ancient aliens theory, were you? Um, I'd, I'd certainly heard of it, and I'd certainly did a in in um in books like Chariots of the Gods where they they hypothesize was it was it Arthur C Clarke hypothesizes that uh, some of the um ancient native american civilizations the mayans and the aztecs and the incas their 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 grand pyramids and uh, their their great boulevards that <laughs> looked like runways mm. um although probably the buildings that were that, that flanked it are, are, have long since gone um that they were they were built by extraterrestrials. Now there is a danger of, of straying into racist territory here. That effectively, what you're saying is, well, there's no way the the primitive Native Americans could have built something like this. This was built by, if it wasn't built by white men, then it was built by extraterrestrials, and that's that's kind of dodgy ground there. I don't want to get into into that too much. You know, denying the Aztecs and the Mayans and the Incas their their civilization, the credit for their civilization. That's a that's a I've got to say that's not something that actually would have occurred to me. But just to go back on on something you said, so *Chariots of the Gods* wasn't written by Arthur C. Clarke. It was written by von Däniken. Von Däniken, of course, uh, it, it was his book. Uh, what Arthur C. Clarke famously said, and I might be misquoting slightly, but I've the gist of it um, is that to a primitive society, any sufficiently technologically advanced culture would seem like magic. Hmm. Well, all all um, almost it's almost a definition of magic that it's it's technology that we don't understand. Yes, um, uh, our our smartphones would seem like magic to someone in the nineteenth century. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so that that was where the Arthur C. Clarke thing comes in. It sort of it all plays in together though. Um, but no, the race. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I subscribe to the idea that a primitive culture being able to do technologically advanced things would be racist I, I don't know because a lot of cultures it, we're not just talking about Native Americans um, or Egyptians we, you know, uh, in, here in Britain um, Stonehenge is a mm. perfect example uh, you know, these great big, you know hundreds of tonnes of rock brought, what was it, three um, 300 miles? It was it was Where a huge distance, yeah, and you um, know, they're, they're discovering more things about it even to this day. Yes, uh, might have been for so. So in fact, I, I actually see it as almost um, a cultural connection rather than a divide. Mm. And of course, uh, what we've seen theory. with with uh, colonialism from the fifteenth century to I suppose into the twentieth century was the. Um, extermination of cultures around the world in the Americas in Africa mm. they were just simply trampled on and superseded by uh, um, a European culture that um, might have been superior in some ways um, certainly superior enough to physically crush them but uh, but maybe lacked this understanding of certain things um, indeed so well, I mean it it's not that long since um, you know when Christians were saying, "Well, heaven, God is in heaven, up in the sky." Um, when when people started, when 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 humans developed the ability to fly, 
uh, right from the Mongolfia brothers going up in a balloon, mm. they had to kind of change the story. They said, well, you know, he, you know I'm, I'm sure that I think, I think I've read somewhere there were some Christians who feared that they would disturb God in his heaven by going up into the sky. Mm. Absolutely. Um, getting slightly off off topic there, so so back to the Native Americans. So the, there's a few sort of standout events um, that that uh, I started reading about. But one, I'm, I'm going to start with, which for me one of the biggest ones, which is uh, down in Peru, you've got the Nazca lines. So you've got these amazing drawings of um, of different animals drawn in long straight lines that that you can only actually make out when you've seen from above. Are you familiar with the Nazca lines, Neil? I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they are. They, they've painted an aerial thing. view that they couldn't possibly ever have had. Basically, but it. But you're talking about a huge, huge thing here um now i mean the ability to create straight lines the the ability to create art absolutely um but why would they create something only to be seen from above well i guess that's that's what a map is effectively isn't it if if i draw you a diagram of oh this is how you get from here to this place and i say well you go along this path here and you'll go past the forest on your left hand side and then you need to cross this river here or you won't be able to cross it there you need to go downstream a bit and cross there and then effectively i'm drawing you an, an aerial view of the route you'll have to take yes but you can read a map from the ground yeah um the nazca lines you can only really see from up above. Hmm. I just I find that quite I telling mean, in of itself. Um and this whole idea of you know well you mentioned actually about gods, you know, being up in the sky and being on clouds and all the rest of it. And that is a recurring theme over and over again hmm. uh with many of these deities. Um including the star well um, there's one element of the star people or sky people um, side of things. So, in, uh, there's a place called Mesa Verde, uh, which was really amazing um, place that's been cut out of solid rock, entirely mm. carved um, by uh, a culture called the Anasazi. Uh, who just disappeared completely around the 13th century. Um, you can still see elements of their culture today in tribes like the Hopi, um, but there's no real idea of, of where the Anasazi went. Um, but the Anasazi, when, when they were building um, their structures, they repeatedly dug big holes called uh, Sapapu mm. uh, that were allegedly where their deities came up from the ground uh, sorry their ancestors not their deities well ancestors and deities same thing for them uh, where, where they came up from the ground uh, from uh, basically a different plane of existence mm. and with the Anasazi, 
one of the things that I find quite interesting, um, the Sumerian deities were called, uh, or, or there were some Sumerian deities called the Anunnaki. Right. Who That's... also came up from an underworld. Okay, I mean, the Sumerians were, by definition, a bunch of arseholes, weren't they? They um, were. I mean, th 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 there was a story once about uh, a Sumerian, or Samaritan, as they, they call themselves, who, who <laughs> did a good deed. Yes. And it was so remarkable that people are still talking about it thousands of years later. So <laughs> The good they, Samaritan, absolutely. Um, but the idea that these completely disparate societies had sort of similar histories for their deities, the root words are similar, Anasazi, Anunnaki. I, mm, I find that quite... Um, quite compelling. Um, oh well, um, I mean, there, there is evidence that people in ancient times travelled more than we we realise. I mean, the explorer Tor, Tor Heyerdahl, or scientist, um, believed that there was a a physical link between the pyramids of Egypt and the pyramids of Central America, and um, set out to prove using using materials that would have been available to the Egyptians to prove that yeah you can travel on a raft and get yeah, travel between the two. <sighs> yeah. So it is possible, you know, it's possible is one thing, uh, likely is another. What yeah, what I suppose we we don't want to uh, attribute something to an extraterrestrial um presence at the expense of denying someone any credit for their own civilization. That's, okay. that's kind of it. That's, that's absolutely fair enough. So um, let's scratch away at the surface of that. You're talking about cross-cultural contamination. Yes. Um, but you would see evidence of that in other ways. So, for example, us as Britons, you can see, because we've been invaded by so many other countries, Germanic countries, as um, as a Swedish countries, um, they were Germanic. You know, the Vikings well, were Germanic, and the Normans yeah. were Germanic originally. So, you know, uh, Nordic, Nordic was Nordic, the word yeah. I was looking for. Um, but you can see evidence of all this. First of all, in our genetic structure, um, mm. you see evidence of it physically in our skin color, in our hair color. You know, I mean, otherwise we'd all be very, very pale and red-headed. Yeah, you know, um, and we're not. Uh, we, but you don't get these with these other cultures that you're talking about. There's mm. no sharing of language. Um, there's, there's, just really spe specific, odd, oddly specific bits. Hmm. Whereas every time you know, look at the the influence that the Romans had on the world, they travelled a lot. Every country they went to, they they shaped quite dramatically. Yeah, and I suppose that was that was in more modern times than say the Egyptians. It it was, um, but the fact that you can still see the Roman influence to this day so strongly. Mm. Suggests that it wouldn't be, it wouldn't die out that readily. 
that kind of yeah. cross cross I mean, cultural contamination. For our, for our American listeners, we we still do have uh, Roman artifacts on our on our historical sites. If you go to the Tower of London, and um, you'll be told, well, the first part of it was you know, the White Tower, um, which was built by William the Conqueror in the, mm. in the ten around about ten seventy, shortly after his the, the Norman Conquest. Um, but you right next to it, there's a Roman wall that predates it by hundreds of years. Um, at Dover Castle, um, built by Henry II in the 1100s, late 1100s. Well, yeah, the oldest, the oldest building on that site is the Roman Watchtower from 55 BC. So yeah, we, we do have a lot of Roman stuff around. Indeed, and we're still finding it um, to this day. Uh, oh. It was only a few years ago in Swindon, where I used to live. Uh, which uh, is not that far from Bath, which was a major Roman town back mm. in the day. Um, they, they were developing a new housing estate, and, and all of a sudden all work had to stop because they discovered a Roman settlement. And underneath it all, they found this amazing mosaics and structures, and mm. it, you know, it's, now, um, it's now a really significant uh, Roman site that you can visit. Um, so they're still finding it to this day. Yeah, it's a real bugger for developers, isn't it? They're, they're digging, they're bulldozing away, and suddenly they come across something. Oh, sorry, you've got to stop now and, and let the archaeologists in and put your project but, on hold. Well, some areas like Bath, because it was such a significant place, um, you've got to do certain archaeological surveys before you can even think about developing. Um, Swindon's a little bit further out from that, so... Um, you don't need to there, I don't believe. Let, but. Let, let's just clarify, where, where is Samar- Samaria now on the map? Where, which, uh, which modern countries would it occupy? It's, it's around uh, Iran, Iraq. Right. That sort of area. Uh, so the, yeah, Middle East. Well, the, yeah, Middle East, Gulf. Because you've got Kurdistan, which doesn't really exist as a country, which occupies Iran, Iraq, Syria, Turkey. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of overlaps on, on top of all those. Certainly a hell of a distance from South America. Absolutely, yeah. You would be a long time on your raft travelling. It would be quite a journey. Yeah. Quite a journey. Now, but this, this idea of the star people, that um, certain, you know, this, um, there was a, a New Age fringe theory and which Brad Steiger introduced in his 1976 book, The Gods of Aquarius, um, argues that certain people originated as extraterrestrials and arrived on Earth through birth or as a walk-in to, or, or as a walk-in to an existing human body. They, they arrived and, and took someone over. Mm. Now, um, I suppose that's the origin of our, our deities. That, you know, that would, um, people would say, well, that was Jesus Christ. You know, he was a... You know, an, an extraterrestrial impregnated this woman um, and she gave birth to uh, someone who was far more than human. But w- what I find incredible is that Homo sapiens are a, a fairly recent arrival on this planet. Yes, we are. And, and we are very different from any other kind of animal. We have faculties that have, you know, we're, we're the only animal that's, that's aware of our own mortality. That can imagine things that that aren't actually there. We have these other levels of consciousness, and apparently, Homo sapiens coexisted for a while with their predecessors, Homo mm. erectus. In fact, there are some people who say, "Well, that 
Homo erectus didn't involve didn't evolve into Homo sapiens. That this new species just suddenly arrived, mm. and pretty much you know Homo erectus have been around for about a million years. The Neanderthal man, um, very successful. They've been around much longer than we've been around. Yeah, um, didn't make much progress as we would see it. <laughs> they, they were they were basically a um, an ape, um, but. The fact that they've been completely wiped out and that even when you find a lost tribe in the deepest jungles of the Amazon or Papua New Guinea or these remote locations, they will be Homo sapiens. There's no trace of any of these, yes. of, of what have been replaced. And that's your whole missing link theory as well, which is, yeah. you know, how did it get from one to the other? Yeah. And, There's and no intermediary. And how did it spread? And how did it spread so far? How did Homo sapiens did they generate in these remote places, or did they travel from somewhere else to get to these remote places? Well, that whole that that's whole other um, theory connected with extraterrestrials associated with that, which is basically we were transplanted from a different planet. Um, oh. I'm sure we will cover that in a future episode. <laughs> so let's not go too far down that particular rabbit hole today. Um, so coming back to the Anasazi then, um, and like I said, there, there are elements um, of the Anasazi culture that can be seen within the Hopi. Now the Hopi specifically believe that their ancestors came from the Pleiades. Hmm. Um Lady star system, uh, which they call um, Chuhukon. So, so these people actually had an understanding of, of star systems. Well, you look up into the sky, you can see stars. Yeah, but did they have any kind of concept of how far away these stars were? Could they think in terms of light years travel? Well, that's that's hard to say um but but certainly they were seen as another place and um early dakota legends as well talk of the the pleiades star system as being the abode of the ancestors so they they certainly looked up at the stars and saw them as a another place not just you mm. know pinpricks in the curtain of night or yeah, which, um, I mean, even some fairly recent literature, you can tell that the sky, the night sky is seen as that. It's, it, it's, this, it's these fairy lights in the sky. Yeah, so so the Hopi um, definitely saw it as, a, as another place. There's also petroglyphic evidence from the Hopi as well. Um there's quite a number of their cave paintings um, where they drew spirit beings. Um, and, and please, listeners, forgive my pronunciations on, on any of this, um, but I think they call them Kachinas. Now, a lot of these, the, these I'm just going to call them spirit beings, um, but a lot of them to really, really look like extraterrestrials in these cave paintings. Um, some of them look incredibly like what we now know, or what we call the grey alien. You know, with the oval-shaped right. face and the big arm and shaped black eyes. 
So there's even depictions of those in cave paintings done by the Hopi. Blimey. <laughs> that, <laughs> that shut you up. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's something to um, to think about. It's something to ponder, isn't it? Um, absolutely. And and I mean, you mentioned earlier on about the technological achievements of these cultures. Um, and just a, a quick word on that with the Anasazi. Um, I mentioned uh, Mesa Verde. Uh, which is is an incredible site in of itself. They also built uh, an astronomical observatory, hmm. uh, ceremonial calendars, uh, elaborate road systems. Absolutely incredible what they achieved. Like I say, and then suddenly, around the 13th century, poof, gone. And no clue as to what might have happened to them. Nope. No. I mean, this will this will be before the arrival of any Europeans from the 13th century. It would be yes, but even then, you know, if it if it was influenced from someone like the Europeans, there'd be records of that. Mm. So, so I'm that. thinking of um, I keep thinking of the Mapa Mundi. Which is, um, is it an 11th century document? should look this stuff up before I start Ma talking. Map of Monday. What, 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 tell me about that. Um, it's an ancient map, which I think, well, it's a medieval map, which um, I think even in medieval times they knew it wasn't a reliable source of navigation. Um, and it, it's more about myth than, than actual, actual geography. And it shows the three continents of the known world of Africa and Asia and the north bit of of Africa and that's it now it's oriented with the orient at the top of the map mm -hmm. so you go from the the far east all the way down to from the far east there's there's the that's where the garden of eden is mm -hmm. and then you travel all the way west down the map on a normal you're heading south but in this case you're heading you're heading yeah. west until you get to the gates of Hercules, which is the Straits of Gibraltar. And that was the limits kind of of the known world. And uh, there are all kinds of, kinds of and there are different versions of the map, but there are all kinds of different beings painted on there. There are people in Asia whose feet are so big that when it's hot, they can lie on their backs and lift their legs up and shelter in the shade of their feet. <laughs> there, there, there are people in Africa with no heads that their face is actually in their body. Um, there, there's a there's a creature that that will will fart out fiery turds. You don't want to get behind it because it will set you set you on fire. <laughs> there there are sea serpents in the in the Mediterranean. The Mediterranean is that yeah. In 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 the Dutch um, the and the Germans still call it the middle the middle land sea. It was the the sea kind of at the at the centre of the earth. Hmm. Now they they knew that the world was round. But they also believe you know, they knew it was a globe. They'd worked that out from basic geometry. They know that if you stand up high, you can see further. And that's why you'd have a crow's nest at the top of a mast on a ship because yes. you can see further. And you can see a ship coming over the horizon. You see it's like it's rising out of the water because it's over the. They understood that the world was round. They didn't. They weren't flat earthers. But they also believed that the further south you went, the hotter it got. 
So that's why there was only the north bit of Africa. Um, they believed that a rhinoceros, I mean, they drove a rhinoceros like it was a unicorn. But if you went too far south, eventually you would just catch fire. Which right. has, a, has a kind of truth in these days of climate crisis. Well, yeah. But uh, they, they believe that's where hell was. That um, They believe that theoretically there were continents on the south of the planet to balance it, balance us out. Um, even, I think, into, even into the 18th and into the 17th century, they were still only philosophising about the existence of Australia and New Zealand. Right. Interesting. Well, that might be one we can uh, look yeah. at in the future. Um, but it's how our planet was, and, and obviously it was at the centre of the universe. And of course, they were, they were right about the moon going around the Earth. Mm. Um, but because the sun from a standpoint on the ground, appeared to be doing the same. It was a long time before religious doctrine accepted that the yes. Earth goes around the sun and not the other way around. Yes, absolutely. Okay, uh, so let's let's summarise on this one then. Um, so the star people or sky people or... Um, Anusazi ancestors. What do you think, Neil? Were they extraterrestrials? Um, I, I think people have always believed in something coming from the heavens. I mean, I know we have, you know, even Native Americans, they, 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 they perform sky burials. I, mean, I know that effectively just means leaving a body out to be eaten by vultures, but was there a belief that they, they'll be taken off into the sky chunk by chunk of rotting flesh? Um, but... Um, yeah, and, and where did we come from? There's still the mystery of where we suddenly came from as Homo sapiens. Mm. These advanced beings that, that supplanted, well, not just Homo erectus, but lots of other species as well. So you give and credence can, to this theory then, from the sound of it? Um, I don't know. There, there are mysteries, and um, ultimately we all come from stardust, don't we? We're, we're a formulation of, of atoms, so... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if extraterrestrials are actually visiting this planet and living among us or impregnating women and having you know, babies with extra abilities. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know I have read that um, traditional UF, ufologists hate, um, really don't like the, the New Age star people oh the, the Steiger the Steiger version no it's, the Steiger it's, version yeah it's been that's been discredited many many times um, mm. but this is more leaning towards the Eric von Daniken ancient alien theory mm. uh, which I've got to say I for one I, I think holds a lot of mortar especially when you see the parallels uh, between totally disparate cultures um, following the same tracks um when you see the technological achievements um, of of these these primitive cultures, yeah, I, I I can definitely see how an extraterrestrial or otherworldly hmm. interference uh, can take place. I'm 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 pretty convinced. But what about you, listener? What do you think? Um, is this all a load of tosh? Um, is it just the ramblings of people taking too many herbs or is it absolutely correct that uh, indeed extraterrestrials have been interfering with us for thousands of years 
do write in and let us know by the usual methods. Um, don't forget to join us next time, though, when we will be discussing a very famous case, this one, Neil. Uh, the yes. Val Johnson police officer. The Val Johnson UFO case, where we have physical evidence of a UFO. So stick around for that one next week. Um, in the meantime... Happy Thanksgiving from me. And happy Thanksgiving from me. You um, won fair and square on the... F- <laughs> <laughs> that's Independence from the, Day. From Brit, we, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Independence Day. It's, it says how much we Brits know. But, uh, yeah, we, so don't, we, for, do, we don't do American history. Belatedly, for the 4th of July, you won fair and square. Yeah. Um, happy, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, and in the meantime... Keep watching those cave paintings and the skies. That's it from me. Take care for now. And that's it from me. Until next time. Bye. 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 Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.